Uh, so Sean, how do you feel that this is your <laughs> final episode? This uh, is the last time we'll let you speak ever on our show and to us, just as people. I, I wrote. A, I actually us. wrote a whole uh, whole album about, about me leaving the podcast. Oh, oh no! <laughs> no to <an> apology. <laughs> I will take this time to listen and learn. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go live on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm sad. It was a fun. Uh, what did we do this for? Two years? Two years, right? We started two years of you, of, but like, but you were on two years of like you, tw- Sean. 2019. You're on our nine first something episode. Yeah, Norman. Norman. Yeah, fucking Norman Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah, and I still yet- look at the stats sometime, and I'm like, that episode did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you guys like- are gonna miss me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna plus for Sean to, from here. Sean to say Lana Del Rey sucks. <laughs> I did like well, I still like I will say like the moment where you said you were pretending to be Lauren Michaels saying get back here with my job <laughs> is like I think oh, yeah. one of our like first like classic moment on our show like genuinely I think mm. it's like really I set I, the standard I, is what you're saying. Yeah, you set the standard. You um. I don't know. I think you like you were like you really got the show and like it was like such a lovely thing. So I'm really what happened. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Remember those days? Where did that those, go? <laughs> those Canaan days? Where have they gone? Well, speaking of a person abandoning us, uh, <laughs> like we're talking about Black Country New Road, and it's from up there with Sean's final episode, Lorraine. <laughs> Let's start the episode. Click. <laughs> Remember that record that you bought me Like two years ago Well I just remember that it's sitting in the closet So I called you up Just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Ruthie I've been meaning to listen to Ruthie Why don't you come over and talk about it Come over and talk about it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> that broccoli chicken soup machine, or whatever the fuck yes, he said yeah. in the song. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Ivan Bean to listen to that. The podcast. Where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And usually hosted by three people, sometimes four. <laughs> but what's this? I'm checking my notebook of like our call sheets. Uh-oh, Sean Wilkinson has decided to go uh bye go bye-bye. Go bye-bye. <laughs> go bye-bye. <laughs> And oh, let's... Andrew, you do this every episode where you have written down, I guess, a bit. You're like looking at cue cards off the screen, nervously start sweating, and then do the full bit no matter what the reaction is to the bit. <laughs> oh, you didn't like you didn't like uh the uh, reading the book of I've Luke. been mean to listen 
I've been meaning to listen to that news hour where I announced that Queen Elizabeth has passed away. <laughs> I actually did like that what? one. That was good. That was on the David Bowie episode. <laughs> like, oh no. I didn't listen it's to gone. that episode. That's Let's why do... she died, Sean. Yeah, because, like because of neglect. Because you didn't, <laughs> like, didn't listen to the episode. Not enough Butterfly people paying attention to her. <laughs> like, she, she, heard, she heard you were leaving the podcast and she's like, I don't want to live in a world where I've been meaning to listen to that exist without Sean. So I'm not <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, actually, I love the Queen. Sorry, thanks, Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Lizzie. Thanks, thanks, Lizzie. Um, but welcome to. I've been meaning to listen to that. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm for the final time, Sean Wilkinson, and I'm Michael Limitado, and I'm Stephanie Senior. Wee! Yeah, Wee! Wee! so okay, Sean, explain yourself. Why? Why do? Why are you doing? <laughs> like, explain yourself. Well, I'm gonna be the most like unsentimental and callous <laughs> version of myself this episode. You're mad. Yeah. You know what? I do want to see that. I want to see Andrew just go like full, full stone, just stone face on Sean, just like absolutely. And that's I do want to see that. Sean, I want Andrew to become a stone wall, and then I'll give a brick to Sean, and he can decide what he wants to this do. This idea it. I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I'm just like sick of the show. Um, yeah, Sean, be nice. You know what? Same. If same. You, heard, and if I, you heard Andrew's feelings, I have to deal with it now. So <laughs> you need to be nice. Uh, you know what? Same. But I'm staying on the show. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> like, so, what's your, that's your excuse. <laughs> yeah, Sean, explain no, no, yourself. No. What's your deal? Um, yeah, no, I'm just getting. I'm getting busier with work. Um, especially going into the new year, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be busier with work. Um, I'm playing in two bands now, and that's taking up some time the beatles and the strokes <laughs> uh the stones actually oh um, cool 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 yes and yeah it's just i'm working on music of my own and working on art projects and i don't know things are things are just getting busy and also i don't know i feel like i'm not it was fun the last two years but i feel like i'm not good on mic like i just don't that's so not true, Sean. You, I, you guys, know how not true that is. I know. I know. I mean, I'm very hard on myself, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just usually leave the podcast not feeling great about. I, I am hard on myself about it, and I think like, oh, I didn't. Whatever do good means for that episode, you know, and so I don't know, and I just feel like I do, I do better behind the scenes. Like I love editing podcasts and. I think I'm I think I'll take on more editing of this show. And yeah. I think that's where I'll kind of shine. And I'll pop on, you know, on yeah. some episodes in the future. Um yeah, but I just I don't feel like I'm really serving the show that much anymore. I don't know. What I would love oh. for you to do, Sean, is I'd love for you to edit a show and then add your own commentary to the episode <laughs> you're editing. <laughs> I'll do a record scratch and then I'll pop it and be like, <laughs> actually. So that's <laughs> that. This is me. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually do like that idea because I feel like Sean will actually like because I think Sean will open his mouth a lot in the podcast and then I'm like don't, <laughs> don't say that <laughs> and then it's like sorry Sean you didn't get to talk because I was screaming over you because I'm trying to beat Andrew to saying dumb jokes I guess I could yeah like I could just if I have enough time for the episode to edit it, like I could just throw in my own commentary and then like enter like splice in laughter from you guys in between. <laughs> I can make it my whole own or show. Just, you no, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. While, while we're here, theater it. Yeah. we could um here, let's do a clean tech of the three of us laughing at the same time. Okay. Three, 
One. <laughs> John, funny. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me, I'm funny again. It's not your fault. John, I think you're very insightful. <laughs> I will really miss having you on the podcast. More. Absolutely. Tell me more. Uh, no, tell me you. more. I, tell me. I, I need a barrier no. between Andrew. Someone else, please help host the podcast. <laughs> well, well, like we'll I'm like, blinking. Yeah. I'm blinking. SOS because it's <laughs> yeah, an then, audio format. Who, who am I gonna bully when I'm on here? Like I think that's our whole. You know what I mean? It's like. You can believe me. Like, you and I no. both know I can't do that. Def, you believe me all the time. That's you true. You want to scream, I quit, and meet the leave make, every make, Zoom call. Well, it's because yeah. I try to kick you out of every Zoom call. Yeah, You're actually doing pretty well. <laughs> the the other other the, uh, at the end of the episode, Stephanie's like, am I the bully? Just like, <laughs> am I the bully? Like, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I really appreciate that. It's just, it is, it's really my own, like, self destructive nature getting in the way um of course so i don't know maybe if i work through that in therapy maybe i'll come back and be stronger than ever so yeah i because i feel like this is honestly like this album first of all is about <laughs> this it's kind literally of feeling. i didn't even like think about this before like when i picked this album of like oh this is gonna be my last episode too like yeah it's, it's really it's really coincidental yeah i'll say like first of all like I don't feel like sad because I know you're going to continue to be a part of my life and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like, um, and not, not even like, it's not like, um, and even like on the podcast, it's like, it's not like you know, this will be the last final time you'll ever appear on the show. So like, there's yeah. like, but like that being said, like, it is like, I, I vehemently disagree about you not being good on Mike. I do think that you, me, and Michael, like we and Stephanie, we form something really special. And it's gonna be really um I'm sure it'll be great, but it's gonna be really uh sad and like, man, we built something special and like we really um and you've been such a good friend and such a good like you you really believed in the show very early on and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was always so nice to see you and everything. So um yeah. No. But, and that's yeah. like I am so glad I've like and like Stephanie, I don't even think I knew Stephanie before the show. Um and then just like Michael and Andrew, both you guys, like we had, you know, we were friends. I would say we were kind of at the like fine line between acquaintances and friends a little bit, you know. Like Michael and I, you know, we knew each other in high school. What? No, I'm I'm uh, listening to you. Oh, I'm, I thought I'm, you. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm engaged. I know this is rare, but I'm actually listening. I'm try, not trying to formulate something sorry. else to say. Sorry, I thought you had. Sorry, I thought you had a look like what the fuck. No, um, I, here I was. Uh, I was uh, doing something else just a second ago, and so that I was trying to. I'm sorry. Also, he was listening. Uh, he was doing something else, but totally listening. One hundred percent. No, I'm listening. I was doing something that requires me to. <laughs> Recatch right. Don't put this on the podcast. <laughs> this is exactly what Stephanie was talking this about. This is why he's leaving. You. Also, like, like, no, I interrupted no. myself. Um, no, but I feel like I. My God, I'm so. I, I am very thankful that I have gotten to know you and like Andrew and Michael both more over the podcast, and really feel like our friendship has really blossomed. Get to know you guys better. Um, and yeah, Andrew, I really appreciate you even letting me do this with you guys. Um, I do feel like, despite all the negative talk I was saying at the beginning, I do feel like this has pushed me and changed, like shaped me for the better. Um, 
and yeah, I, I feel like I owe a lot to you to some degree. And uh, I'm very thankful. And oh. I'm glad to glad to know all of you guys. Oh, yeah. As yeah. we go That's very sweet. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, re- <laughs> like a comet pulled from orbit <laughs> as it passes the sun. So, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about... So, I wanted yeah. to talk to you, Sean. Oh. I really, uh, I've said this before to you, I think, but like you were one of the first people I knew who like came out actively. And mm. I was always looked up to you for that and was always like wanted to become closer friends, but yeah. don't know. I am super awkward. I'm, I'm like very awkward. So I would just be like, Hey, you're cool. <laughs> you're <laughs> that cool. Would work. <laughs> yeah. That would get me. <laughs> I know, but it was just, uh, I'm really glad to have gotten to do this with you too, because you were yes. uh, an inspiration to me as well. Yeah, so. well, right back at you. And all the phone calls, I mean, between me, you, and Andrew, and it, like the phone calls we've had, and just getting to know you guys better, it's been great. Stephanie, I love all the episodes we do together. Um, I'd love to hang out if I'm ever in Chicago. So, oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Also, down, happy man. late birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's it's rad. Uh, being thirty is is great. That's good to know. That's so good just just some for some for you to look forward to. Okay. <laughs> Here it comes. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like that's that's um, that's like yeah. We'll uh, there's so much more we could say. I know. I feel like the like I feel like the episode's gonna end, and I'm gonna be like, damn, I wish I had talked about this or said this but that's why you got to edit it and then you exactly. can come back and be like hey hey everybody editing sean here just wanted to let you all know that these guys are assholes and nothing yeah, michael- <laughs> i hate every episode i'm on with steph michael fucking sucks <laughs> he's a creepy weirdo he was not kind to me and he andrew's was very smoking weed <laughs> oh, like, no. andrew's really an unethical person and bad <laughs> like, record scratch actually when i came out michael called me an f-word <laughs> Oh no, that's not good. I like, probably have after we've both been out though, but in a fun oh, yeah. way. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> uh, in a fun uh, way that's allowed. Don't get yeah. 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 <laughs> no one else can say it. We can say it. Okay. So uh Black Country New Road. Um this is like one of your uh Sean, this is like one of you said this, this is, is like one of your favorite um albums of this year uh black this is my New favorite Road. album of the year yeah and from up there like i i i only listened to it for the last two days and stuff like that but i think it's top top 10 of this year like i think it's yeah. like up there it's like fabulous but uh what's your history of black country new row like what's what's your history and such uh i mean not much really i don't even know i think they have they have one album before this um i'm not even really sure how long they've been a band I don't remember how I first there's a song on their first album. I think it's called like Athens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ha- it mentions uh, it quotes a Phoebe Bridger song. And I somehow came across that on like Twitter or something. And so I listened to this song and was like, it's it's fine. Um, the first album's very like, like f- more like free jazz experimental stuff, um, which normally I feel like I'd be into. But I don't know, it just didn't really click with me. And then I think I went into the local record store in town and uh, Jesse, who owns it, was playing, um, I think it was Bread Song Mm. from this album. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And he was telling me all about it. And I went home and listened to it to Bread Song and was like, oh, this is so weird how it's so 
like free form, like stream of consciousness. There's no time signature, really. Like just this weird, beautiful, like thing, I guess. And so I listened to the rest of the album and it's nuts. It's so grand, so lush, beautiful. It's everything. It's hard to explain. And we'll get into yeah. it, obviously. But like from there, I was like, oh, this is. And I think this album came out in like. February, I think. Yeah, right. February. And I was like, oh, this is like already a top contender. Like, it's insane how much I love this record. I've heard yeah. of you could have been a contender, but you been a contender. are a contender <laughs> for top 10 albums of 2022. You are not the weakest link. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> and hello yeah. Yeah. You know how she says you are hello. the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Melania, is that you? The Beatles. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Remember yeah, the Melania? Got, yeah, yeah. Get back this here at my best, job. Yeah. yeah. This is basically our best of year episode, right? So we <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. About we're not doing like we're not doing that. Like it's like we're not gonna do three episodes. Like I'm tired. Like I'm tired. Um, <laughs> so I will remember. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so okay like i remember like sean we were talking about this is like during the um i had to take like a this is like before i took like that break because of my like health and stuff like that because i really just like yeah do episodes and like i was just like so like exhausted by like doing the show for a little bit um and like we were talking about doing this album i listened to it in the car and i liked it but i was just like what I was like, kind of like the guy was kind of just like, I think because I was listening in the car, I didn't understand what the guy was saying and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. Isaac was saying. So it just felt like, oh, I want him all yeah. And just like, <laughs> and I just like got the gist of like, oh, it's sad. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. His so like breaking like, voice. Yeah. The Tom Waits yeah. impression did nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so I didn't pay attention to it for a little while. Like I listened to it once. I didn't pay attention to it that deeply. And then, I listened to this time and I listened to like a uh, friend of the show, past and future guest, uh, Professor Sky's like analysis on these mm -hmm. songs and stuff like that. And that really unlocked it in a really cool way and stuff like that. Um, and then just listening to it on my own and then coming to my own interpretations of it is like really, um, I really love it. But uh, what about Michael and Sean and, and uh, Stephanie? What are your kind of Sean, preconceived notions of this? Sean too. <laughs> yeah also sean like say yeah. your thing i'll say it again. say your thing again yeah um <laughs> you went to a record store uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, you you listen to that one song you're like this is not it king and then you like <laughs> this is a sleeper I, king. I can go next i can go next <laughs> uh, <laughs> when sean was talking about albums that he really liked uh i was uh you know i did a cursory listen of all when we sent those texts so he, here are some albums of all we all the songs we'd like to cover and uh every album that sean sent that had a male vocalist i immediately said mm, yeah <laughs> maybe not for right now and skipped it for later so i did not um, finish this album better for kissing not um, for singing like <laughs> hey you don't gotta tell I me mean, <laughs> i mean really be quiet, be quiet and you know do something else. Uh, <laughs> Great. No, so I just didn't really continue to listen through this album. So this week was kind of a new, you know, a fresh visiting of the album. And I think 
like making myself listen to the whole thing was really interesting. I never heard of this artist before. Uh, they sound like they've been around for a long time. Like their sound sounds very established. Mm. It's been kind around. of like a uh, yeah. revamped like Sufjan Stevens kind of to me. Like oh, yeah. same sort of thing. Maybe that's like totally off base, but no, it feels like okay. It feels like uh, like a modernized uh, Sufjan Stevens a little yep. bit. Modernizing just in the fact that it has more. It feels like mm. more, you know? It's very dense. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and so, yes. Well, first of all, like, yeah, I his voice is like, it's it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes. It's very gravelly. <laughs> um, I like it. I grew to love it and stuff like that. Well, and that's the thing. And also, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, Michael, also too, again, like, I don't know how long they've been a band, but they're known for playing more like live shows. Like they're a live, live. band, basically. Live from New York. Nassim Pedrad, Will Forte, <laughs> musical guest, Black Country New Road. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> yeah uh, this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we get an SNL impression. Uh, once an ep- once Mr. Twice Mr. An SNL. But yes, they also, I think they've actually said that Sufjan Stevens was like a big influence for this record yeah. in particular. So yeah, you, yeah, kinda... you can hear that all over yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. My take was like, he's like, you know how like Boney Bear's like whole thing is like, he's a super sad dude who like secluded himself in like nature yeah. and like made an album like in the woods and stuff like that. This guy, he feels like this kind of feels like Boney Bear. If he like that same sadness and like stuff like that, it feels like, always like traveling and stuff like that always like in a plane and stuff like that he's always coming like leaving england and stuff like that and coming to the states and being displaced from his home and kind Mm. of kind of may not in vocals but like in like subject matter and stuff like that i feel like it's very captures that same loneliness and sadness and stuff well we'll get to that uh stephanie (laughs) what was your preconceived notions I had none. I'd never heard of this band. I'd never heard of this album. When you sent the band name and title, I thought I was having a stroke because I was like, what are these words in order? Sure. Um, <laughs> um, so I I mean, I uh, you guys know this. I hate basically everything on the planet. Um, and sometimes when sometimes working like as a sound designer, sometimes I just hate sometimes I listen to music and then I just like I think I hate music. Like, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I had no I had no preconceived notions on this. But like um, I I after going through it, I, I don't say this a lot about about uh, a lot of um, recording artists, but this is a band I would be very interested to to hear them like write a musical or something because of the hmm. layout. Like they're, I think their instrumentals are really really fun, and I, I think oh. the sort of the texture that they put into things and some of the storytelling I think is is just really compelling. Mm-hmm. And I yeah I, I so yeah I had no preconceived notions, so it was fun to come into something new and like. Um, something and and like and like this is not a style of music i probably would ever pick up on my own so it's another like somebody would have to be like oh listen to this you know so that was also that was a fun one too yeah and that's why i've been meaning to listen to that series finale (laughs) series finale and then we then we all like drink our cups of arsenic right (laughs) like like that's like that's it i have my cup of arsenic right here i've been sipping on it (laughs) Yeah. Um but like <laughs> Oh no, I've out. become immune like in <laughs> Princess Bride. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um but like <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> well, like I think like to Stephanie's point about music like it being like a musical, I think 
this album has a lot of like instrumental motifs. It does that a lot. It also does a lot of uh, lyrical motifs. So like Billie Eilish comes up again, bread comes up again, uh, digging a hole, concords, all these things like kind of recur. And then when when it's the finale songs, it's like kind of like, wow, it's all wrapping up in this really cool way and stuff. So any other, any other things you want to note? So the members of the band, Oh, we haven't even, Oh yeah. What's your, I think you're going to get to this, but we haven't even talked about like, the, I guess it's more of a theme too, but like the fact that the lead singer left the band four days before the album was released. He went bye-bye. Uh, yeah. He said bye-bye. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think that's like, to some degree, the album is about the, that um, amongst other things. But yeah. And so it's like, we're never, I mean, they've said that he might come back. Not really sure, but it's also like, we're never really going to see this band in the same iteration again, Yeah, which is also a theme of the album of like, this is a moment in time. Well, and they, they said that I was reading about, they said they weren't, they were not going to perform music he had written without him. So like there's, (sighs) Mm. they'll, it's very possible that this album will never be done live. You know what I mean? It's like, no one's ever going to see this. Right. Because that's crazy. That's wild. That's such a wild thing. It's disappointing, but it's not tragic. It's like not like he died. It's not like he like passed it like you know like Kurt like did a Kurt Cobain or whatever. Just like it's like yes, he's just like stepping away to preserve um, his own humanity. But mm-hmm. then this album is like capturing a moment in time before things change forever. And it's like it's kind of like this episode in a weird way. And like not to get yeah. like, too dramatic or whatever, but like that's kind of that's kind of what this is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and it's absolutely like. It's sad, but there's still that element of hope. Like this moment is very much like, oh, we, the lead singer Isaac, we see him at a point of like realizing what he needs to do before it gets like to the point of no return, you know, to Mm -hmm. some degree. So, like, we're like talking about themes. We're so we're in themes now. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, I want to read my, like, first of all, like, let's just list out the band members. There's uh, Isaac Woods, the vocalist, uh, Lewis Evans plays saxophone or like the brass instruments. Uh, Georgia Ellery plays strings, uh, the the viola and a few other instruments. Uh, May Kershaw plays piano. Luke Mark plays guitar, and Charlie Wayne is on drums. And then Sergio Sergio, I don't know how to pronounce this last name, but he does engineering and production and stuff like that. Mm. So the thing I want to like, kind of like. Uh, uh, get to before we like get to you guys is like the reason like so many folks like get into the arts go into like the arts and become artists and stuff like that is because they in like if you're like to like compress it down to like the like core of like the essence of why they do stuff is like because they want love because they want to like make a name for themselves or like you know escape their own situation and stuff like that through their own achievements like Kevin Abstract, he's a artist I really love. He talked about how um, his dad like didn't tell him he had a second family, and then so thereby like every single art, all the art he makes is kind of like trying to prove that he's worthy of like love and like something like mm-hmm. that. And then, but the thing that like so many artists realize is that it's a rat race. It's a consumer system designed to sap you of your life and commodify it and to create content and then they discard you when they don't have anything of value to get basically and like that's what like every artist kind of realizes that after a certain point and it's like something that was so joyful has now been sapped of any 
joy because it's been commodified and stuff like that. So I feel like Isaac Wood, he's kind of, he, he like kind of name drops Billie Eilish. He name drops, um, uh, he mentions like Kanye and some of the other songs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we, like, those are examples of people who like for yay, like his fame, destroy fame and all this stuff destroyed him and ruined him. And like Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish is this girl who is super talented, but she uh, had these suicidal, very public suicidal ideations and stuff like that for everyone to see. And she's put under this microscope and stuff like that. And he, he's seen these like these great artists and he's like going, wait, I might need to like step back before I become as famous as like Jay-Z or whoever I become mm-hmm. like. And so like so he's preserving his own humanity. He's realizing like, there's a lot of these songs are very sad. He's a sad boy in a lot he of ways. He's a sad boy. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, and so like the if like the industry would ask him to stay sad and stuff like that to like make more great music and stuff like that. So and he's going, Well, I'm not gonna do that. And his friends are yeah. going like, Good. Hey, that's a bummer, but we're gonna make this album, this great album, and then we're gonna leave it as is. And then like hopefully he could find a life for himself that like is meaningful and he can heal and all that stuff. So that's my take on it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's like, what's so that's like the uplifting part of this whole album is that he is, he's taking back his power, you know, like it's, it's on his own terms and take back the narrative. <laughs> that's yes that's what i was that's what i was going for thank you um <laughs> thank you for <laughs> making the actual joke um <laughs> okay i'll be quiet again goodbye <laughs> uh yeah no 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 that's like the whole that's what i love about this record is that there are still these moments but in the end it's all like he's working through it and he i think ultimately knows he's gonna be better for it and yeah. he's making the right decision so yeah I, I think like and he could cut like i could see there being like one day in coachella like in like 10 years like we're gonna perform this whole album and stuff like that or mm-hmm. something like that i could see that happening i could also see him maybe if he does get better and if he does want to be a musician he can do he could rejoin this band or star his own band but that's his prerogative like that's his choice of what mm-hmm. he wants to do if he never comes back ever again and like starts a knitting company or whatever then that's his that's that's great you know so yeah well and i i think something else that i think is something that happened in the theater industry like i, I think i think part of what's sort of interesting about this album is that it was sort of done it was started pre-pandemic and then they kind of had to put it together during the pandemic do you know what I mean? And I and I and I I wonder if if there's something not to speculate on anybody else's life, but I also I think there you know the, what happened in the theater industry was a lot of people kind of left because they had to. They knew you know we we couldn't work, so a lot of people were like, I'm gonna go get another job, and they and kind of to Andrew's point, like they were like, um, so it turns out not killing myself for no money is actually a really great thing, right? <laughs> and having yeah. like work life balance is a really great thing, and I think there's something really fascinating about. I also I think there's something really admirable about somebody sort of stepping out and saying this is very intentionally to preserve my own mental health. Right? It's it's so much more important for me to be a person. I don't want this. To, I don't know. I, as a, I also like as a full time mm-hmm. artist, like I wrestle with this all the time. Like when you when you 
you have to divorce yourself from your career, but then your entire life is still your career. So like, what do you know? It's yeah. just, it's you're, you just exist in the context of that career, regardless of, you know, how closely you, you identify with it. And that's, that's a really tough position to be in. So the idea of like work life balance being such a fallacy, the idea yeah. of like work and then life as if they're two different things, you know, yeah. like, mm. so severance. Okay. Adam Scott. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Michael? What do you think the themes are of this one? Yeah, I mean, it's very uh, sad. It's talking a lot about like wanting to heal yourself and then kind of projecting that onto others, like in the place where he inserted the blade, like wanting to like do the same for others, I think is the uh, it's a lot of like reflecting and understanding what is my life sort of, you know? Well, and I think like, yeah, like Andrew said, the there's a lot of like recurring motifs. Like I think the Concord was the thing that stood out to me the most of like representing the relationship or the actual like person in the relationship. Um, and that, you know, you can you can try as much as you can to make it work, but it's doomed, you know? And so mm-hmm. you can exhaust yourself trying to put yourself into it, but ultimately it's not it's not gonna happen. So, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of the big theme I took away from it. Um, yes, I thought he was talking about grape juice. Mm. That's 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 interesting that you said what you said. <laughs> but, said, man, um, this guy loves grape. Grape juice is destroying this. Well, life. grape juice, one hundred percent grape juice, Concord thing. <laughs> um, he's addicted to watching Flight of the Concords. Yeah. <laughs> that's destroying I'll my life the I'll be the racist dragon <laughs> I also wrote down just like clashing personalities um, which again goes back to the relationships not working no matter how hard you try um, but there's quotes where he says like I'm the convo you're the weather um, and I think what is it snow globes like is one of my favorites just like a favorite representations of that theme I guess with the drums just like going batshit underneath the whole song where everyone else is like centered and together and it's just this very like uneasy feeling that i think sums Mm -hmm. it up really well um yeah 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 uh let's i feel like we could get through a lot of these notes by talking individual songs and stuff like that so uh let's take a quick break and uh get back with our thoughts and highlights and stuff click Hey everyone, Sean Wilkinson here. Listen, we don't normally run ads on our podcast. You know this about us. We hate most things over here. But one thing we don't hate is Fentress Films. Fentress Films is a woman and queer-owned multimedia company founded by my friend Samantha Bozen. Their mission is to create art about, for, and by underrepresented groups while making theater accessible to people all over the world despite the pandemic. So far, Fentress Films has produced two award-winning short films two web series, five award-winning screenplays, as well as organized and hosted three international film festivals. Social change is at the core of their work, and they're looking forward to producing more art and collaborating with more artists in the future. If you're interested in learning more about Fentress Films, you can head to their website at fentressfilms.com. That's F-E-N-T-R-E-S-S films.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Fentress Films to keep up to date with their current projects. They also have a fanzine. They have merch on their website, like stickers, t-shirts, hats, buttons, tote bags, socks, you name it, they've got it. It's all super cute. Check out FentressFilms.com. 
to learn more. That's how, that's and how I, I, that's how I like my beer. Drafty. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, I like a cold that's how I like my air. Cold brew. Yeah. That's how, there we go. There we go. There's the cold brew. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> do i just gotta do it like yeah like, sure yeah that's, that that's perfect. Perfect. We're back baby yeah and we back ah! okay so this chance the rapper stuff like that that's pretty cool um, i'm so looked- angry that cold grew has become a theme by the way i'm so i just i, <laughs> I thought it was a, i thought it was a ridiculous one-off joke from Michael riffing about fucking IHOP for like 15 minutes and now it comes back every fucking episode and I'm so upset well, I, 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 I mostly did it for a little while because it would make Andrew go like make this face Insane. that was like don't talk about cold grew like he'd be like this is the face like no <laughs> and then I have to explain it to every guest and because I had to explain it to every guest it made me laugh so hard when it, Andrew just has to like sit back and be like God damn okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But welcome back. Uh, you know, this is Black Country New Roads. Ants from up there. And stuff like that. So um yeah, like let's go through. Does anyone have any low lights? I feel like I don't have any very many, if all low lights. <laughs> uh, but, Steph. Oh Michael. Yeah. Steph. Uh, <laughs> Michael. Steph. Let's go. Let's go, Michael first. Yeah, let's hear from to that. be a hater first. Go, Michael. Uh, I just guess what, guys? I really love Charlie XCX. So if you're telling me a song is about Charlie XCX, it had better be about Charlie XCX. It needs to be good to me. And I'm sorry, but this song is uh, basketball, basketball shoes. shoes. Yeah, I, I, the sound of it is nice. Um, and <laughs> Lord knows, I love a long song when it sounds good to me. Venice Bitch is one of my favorite songs, but man, twelve minutes is too long for this song. I, I, I get that it's like a little experimental; it's not repeating itself. I just didn't like it that much. Um, it's three songs. It's like three songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, but split that up into three different tracks: bass, kitball, and shoes. <laughs> and I will listen to all three of those songs, and I probably will like them a little better, but. Um, I think you, you would like the song better if it was like they play it basketball. No, basketball. Why is wouldn't my favorite you sport. split it up into basketball and shoes? <laughs> no, bas- three basketball <laughs> shoes, bass, kit kit balls, and, hose. and hose. Oh, yeah, yeah, boats and hose. Yeah, yeah. It's like we need to send like he needs to come out of retirement so he can fix this. Um, but okay, it's actually it's actually gonna be ba. Like when people laugh on the internet, and uh, <laughs> ASMR, and then ball shoes, mm-hmm. ball shoes. <laughs> so ba skep sket, and ba, ball shoes. <laughs> this is good. You guys remember that girl, that uh, TikTok that was like girl from three years ago, and it was like uh, and a oop and a oop. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I just dropped my metal water bottle on the ground. <laughs> and a oop and a oop. <laughs> so I, I will uh, say, like, if I had to choose a low light, it would be that one. Um, I love, what? I love the message of the song. I love the message of the song. Um, it is like, it was like literally. First of all, it was just like running up against. Like, I was like, I still had six minutes of the song left before I had to like. So I like, it was a little like two minutes late. So I was like. I guess I'm not gonna finish the song before coming on here. So it was like part of that, partly that. 
Um, I love the I love the song. To be, if I, it's more so. This is a nine out of ten, and the rest of the songs are like ten out of tens. Basically, wait, this is your you've only listened to this album once, Andrew. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to call it your spot. <laughs> no, no, no. I listened to this like um, I listened to this song. Uh, I listened to this album like four times. And stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but this is like... the last time. I was like running up, running up into oh. like the time limit, like that. So <laughs> that doesn't matter that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. There's a song of him healing and stuff like that. Um, the motifs of like you know him feeling sad that like his his partner isn't like making food for him anymore. Like I'm feeling kind of normal for packed lunch, and then like him being like you know uh, just like devastated and run down and exhausted by like traveling so much and he says train rides don't hurt as much anymore i love that i love that those moments of healing um but also he says if you see me looking strange with a fresh style i'm still not feeling great the idea uh and the other line oh you're drenched loan to me you're crippling debt like the he's still suffering in a lot of ways now that he's like about to like leave and quit well, and stuff like that, but yeah. And the line we're work we're all working on ourselves and just praying that the rest don't mind. I think is like mm-hmm. it's very it's very <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I, I I it's not I I love this. I think the song's great actually, but like it's the one that's like it's the fin- it, it's I think a lot of these songs I could listen to on their own. This one I would have to listen to the whole album and then this song, in my opinion, basically. Hmm. So. But yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you, Andrew. I think all, it's just like the songs on this album are pretty long for the most part. And I don't really have a complaint about that. I think it's just that it's so long. And at the very end, like it's it's it feels like I can stop listening to it. you know what I mean? It feels very like, OK, I'm done. I could be done because I listened to the whole, quote unquote whole album. Like that's an easy way to approach it for me. Yeah. Even with the like variety of the song. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I like the variety of the song. I think just having it be one thing makes me like I, I checked my phone while I was listening to it like a lot of times <laughs> because I'm like, is this the next song? Oh right. no. Like and and because I hear that it's the next song, but it's not really. And then I don't know. Yeah. Does this well, make sense? Does this critique? It's a new song, sense? but it's not a new track. And then it's like, what, yeah, what's yeah. the what's happening I, in the art? Yeah, I kind of got I that. want this to be skippable. <laughs> like or I want to be able to talk about it. Like it, it makes it really hard to talk about too when it's three oh, songs. Sure. Like the Charlie Wet Dream is just one of the three songs, basically. You know. And also, what a weird place to end that album because that that actually was one of the most off-putting parts I think of this I album. Think I think like that. Yeah. It was just so like disgusting and like it just and I mean I it just made me it made me feel gross and I was like I don't like this mm. it makes me feel like you're exploiting this part like it's it's I don't know and I think it's one thing to be like yeah this is about somebody that the general public doesn't know but to to be to be exploitative about somebody who you know what I mean like to I don't who, know it's like just, the thing he's complaining about of being exploited and right. stuff like that and then him doing it and like I, I see like the the read of it is like not just to be edgy or whatever, but also like kind of explore his own. Um, he he's kind of infantilizing himself a little bit. Like teenagers have wet dreams and stuff like that. Um, where like you know the idea of this like that's a thing a teenager does because we're always jizzing all the time as adults. But like the idea, of, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? It's true. But like, um, is it true? Getting some insight into Andrew here. What? I don't know, but like, <laughs> what's your guys' I, favorite music genre? Jizz. 
Let's let's. I think we can talk about basketball shoes later in the context of highlights for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Stephanie, what's a low light for you? You're gonna hate me for saying this, but Concord is a low light for me. Um, hmm. I, I, it, it, not the least of which. So I think my general sort of response to this is like I, I find the vocal performance just so. Um. <laughs> I find Lord. it like oh, no, no. I find it almost unlistenable. Like I, I find it almost unlistenable. So, so to me, it is a lot of work to listen to. Like I, I don't have an emotional to response. To man, <laughs> but I especially, mean, really. I mean, it's also like I mean, I have the same feeling about fucking bright eyes because I think Connor Aubrey is terrible. But it's, but it, it's like if you're, I, you know, but I'm a vocalist, so I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an asshole about it. But it's also like yeah. I don't really care about like I don't these these lyrics are like not doing anything for me emotionally because they're being so under served by the vocal performance because the vocal performance isn't helping them do you know what i mean but so i think i'm sure concord is like a lovely song but i don't care <laughs> about it because he's doing a really bad tom waits impression and it's like it just i don't understand what he's trying to convey because i can't listen to the vocals of that song do you know what i mean it just and so that's just, that's really what it is is the performance of that song infuriates me and well, i find it impossible infuriates <laughs> <laughs> what's the the Taylor Swift thing, ten minutes long, like good for you or bad for you, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna read all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I'm it's just, also yeah. Uh, well, can you believe she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for that? Oh, we're all so mad. They need I to think, let more maybe lesbians into the Oscars and win awards, huh? Yeah, I, are you making people that. question that <laughs> you're Sean questioning just, yourself? I'm like literally, I'm trying to be quiet so that John can say his point. Like I okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry sorry Chuck. go ahead i i, I can't <laughs> um that runs oh sorry. yeah yeah no, no no i think the so like on the first album too i think it was a little more i think his vocal performance is more sing songy on like the first album um and i think this i i don't know if it was purposeful or if that's really just how he sings but like Again, I think it goes back to that like juxtaposition of like everything is so beautiful underneath it, but he has this really like kind of yeah bad vocal Eeyore. per se. Well, yeah, like, and yeah. I think well, like so. yeah, and there are places where he he has some dexterity. There's a couple of songs where you know like that I I, I think it works, but I think just that one that's like I said, it's it's I don't know, it's I think I wrote down it's like a combination of like it's like the worst parts of like Connor Averest and that guy from the Decemberists and fucking Bonnie Vare and Tom Waits like it's just mm. it's just it's it's like yeah it's like I'm and and I'm you know on the one hand like yeah I'm all about that because because the performance is part of the song right so I do think and I don't I don't think he's like pigeonholed into singing I don't think that's like how his voice always is I think he is doing right. it intentionally but I think it detracts from sure the song it doesn't mean because, you have to like it you know yeah i that's just me that's so that's my low light and that's why that's really what it is, is like, sure, it's a yeah. borderline unlistenable to me <laughs> some, and some people would like hear the the combination of names you listen and go that's awesome yeah i love right. yeah that, yeah those are my guys or whatever yeah yeah well and that's and that's and then like i said that's a corner of music that i don't listen to intentionally mm, yeah. do you know what I, mean? I did a show that had like a lot of bright eye songs in it and i was like i almost quit because i hated it so much <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah. I'll never listen to Bright Eyes again. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bright Eyes. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, I feel like he has like a Isaac um has like this David Bowie, Matt Berninger 
timber to his voice like some of like the the like self-effacing like pathetic and desperate delivery in some of the songs kind of sound bowie-ish like the um and like when he's like kind of more deadpan he's kind of sounds like the national like kong god yeah <laughs> like yeah doing that um i love I, I it's not my favorite song but i really like concord um i i like the uh setting up the punchline of like I heard you are were on Atkins, and then like the punchline is on Bread Song, where she's like, you know, I don't like crumbs of bread in my bed and stuff like that. Thereby, <laughs> I don't like you and stuff like that. Kind of like that setup punchline is really cool. Like the motifs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a setup for a punchline on duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the setup for a punchline on duct tape. I'll fuck Drake. And I'll fuck you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you yeah yeah I, I love that's a, that's a good song um so <laughs> yeah the, the, like going back to like the the um infantilization of himself like i feel like this him in this depressive state kind of makes him feel like a child in a, in a sense and like that's like certainly a problematic thing that men do and stuff like that like when they are suffering they like infantilize themselves and then cause other people to suffer but i feel like the idea of just like this self-pitying like and then isaac will suffer concord will fly the idea that, like i know this is killing me i know that traveling around the world and this lifestyle is killing me but i don't know what else to do and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome what do, you, what do you think of the song sean like concord uh, i mean i love all these songs um I think it has one of the most like beautiful lines of the record. Um, the I was breathless upon every mountain just to look for your light. <laughs> I think is like okay. it's it's really beautiful, but in the context of the album, it's like, all right, take a step back, buddy. <laughs> like you're it's yourself... frightening a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's like he's so dependent on this person. Yeah. But I mean, that's what we hate to see, like in real life too. Like, it's hard to hear about it in music as well. Yeah, yes. hate to see it. Like, we all yeah. have a friend who, like, is significant other. It's like, what? What would happen without that? You know what I mean? Or, or even yeah. like just a person where it's like, this feels codependent. It just makes for this, yeah. As we see, like a strained relationship, like that ultimately feels like it's kind of doomed to fail. And like, I think we in any relationship there needs to be some sort of what's the word i'm looking for like non-dependency i guess um independence independence Inde- oh my god <laughs> i hey. feel like a the declaration of non-dependence, non-dependence. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kidnap the president <laughs> we gotta steal the declaration of non-dependence <laughs> <laughs> i was Christ. saying the tagline from national treasure too by the way wait yeah. what's the, what's the tagline you know, the tagline in one is we need to steal the Declaration of Independence. Number two is we need to kidnap the president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the third one is like we need to shrink the moon and make it smaller and steal it so that like, uh, you know, and me and my minions can do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, but uh, the yeah, like the infantilization of himself and like um just but it's very easy i want to point out though like it's very easy to like he kind of villainizes his partner in a lot of ways like yeah kind of like but i think 
if he's living this lifestyle where he's always traveling and it's always long distance and it's always this and that and he's so sad and depressed all the time then the relationship would strain on some level mm-hmm. the relationship would kind of suffer and like she wouldn't be like maybe she wouldn't be as i think it's valid to not be as intimate and stuff like that and stuff and i don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel to like there's times when it's when it feels like he's a little kind of shitty towards this person but i don't i feel like that's not the like overarching feel yeah. of it for okay i just want to yeah. make sure i'm not like going crazy and but, uh, the end point of the album is him choosing to remove himself from this lifestyle so that maybe in the future he can be a better partner or maybe in the future he can find real love or mm-hmm. something like that you know yeah yeah let's go to, let's go to the highlights then uh sean what's a highlight then uh chaos space marine goes pretty hard um yeah i think it's i think it sounds well that intro plus chaos space marine is like awesome i think intro is like a great build into it um i love the like it's not like syncopation but like the i don't even know how to describe the part in the song but right before the like big closing part um when he's saying like in time you will find these things take up and it's like yeah yeah it's like it's weirdly like off it's not in like four four i don't think and it's just ever so slightly off but it i don't it just feels so good and it's like the most upbeat song on the album yeah and i just like like the backing vocals are awesome the horns sound great it's just the i think it's like the best sounding song on the record for sure most of these songs are like apparently most of these songs are done live and stuff like that. And like yeah. the engine the Sergio, the engineer, was very particular about mic placements, about like how like the and it's like five or six takes, and they purposely like left some mistakes in to like because it felt better, it felt more yeah. real and stuff like that. So I think that's such a cool it's a, it's idea. going back to that thing of like, oh, this is capturing a moment in time, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, which also like, it makes sense because they're a live band. Like we were saying earlier, you know, is they've had so much time playing live shows that it's like, well, we're just going to record this live and sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think Sergio was their like live sound guy. He does like sound for them at shows and they were like, just record this album for us. Yeah. And it turned into this. I like the line, like. It's the it's a great like starting the musical song <laughs> like it's yeah. a great like you know we're setting the objective like though England is mine I must leave it behind that's a very that's like the uh, objective of the, the 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 album kind of and then uh, like one of the I guess problems of the album in a sense um, mm-hmm. the idea that they took over Europe but now they have to take care take over America like the <laughs> like that's like kind of the British invasion thing like. You know, the Beatles and like uh, LMA and all these folks and stuff like that, like Harry Styles and whatever, like coming to America and dominating America now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just like and then it's just like the idea that the the plane is such a good metaphor because you're told culture tells you that it's never enough. And you're constantly told to ascend higher and higher 
and then you can't breathe and then you don't even know who you are anymore like that's just that that's what happens it's like the plane crashes yeah and yeah yeah. and like he's realizing this he's realizing oh i don't feel good but most people don't get off the plate and stuff like (laughs) that my tummy hurt (laughs) yeah (laughs) i need my i need my honey peanuts (laughs) and stuff like that (laughs) warm milk please (laughs) (laughs) well just to extend the the sort of plane the plane metaphor, uh, because like when when you fly a plane super high, it, you know, when you when you hit like when you're sort of past like where the plane can keep itself pressurized, it mm. can it basically causes everybody to like pass out. And then mm. when they die, they kind of die really peacefully and painfully, painlessly, like <laughs> yeah. um, peacefully and painlessly. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know where that connects, but I think the I think the metaphor of the plane and uh, you know fame as a plane is sort of interesting that like the idea that you can just sort of yeah you just sort of forget yourself you lose yourself or or you know and you don't you really gotta lose yourself in the moment the moment <laughs> yeah but well, do you think do you think we can imagine you know that that airplane is up in the night and, sky and it's a like shooting, a shooting star, star. <laughs> <laughs> but like literally like I, I hope so. i could really use a wish right now <laughs> right now <laughs> right, right now, now. <laughs> like um like the in the next song, because I think this the thing that this album does really good is like the setting up and say set up and payoff in like a different song. Like the um, he says in the next song, like Concord and I die free this time, like because it's kind of like that's mm-hmm. his hope, like that hope that like the plane and him like die peacefully, basically, in a way. So, um, Michael, what's a highlight for you? Oh, definitely uh, Haldern. Haldern, uh, the instrumentalism—the instrumentalism of it is so crazy to me. It's like so it feels like a soundtrack of like a movie, and you're like, look, feels like you're on that um, uh, Epcot ride, soaring kind of like <laughs> the vibe that it kind of gives me. It feels oh. like so grand and sweeping. Uh, I've got to say, the lyricism of this album is not what really stuck with me on my multiple listens. Sure, sure, the sound of the album was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm sorry I'm not engaging on that level, as per usual, but my uh, engagement is more on how the song sounds, and this one like blew me away listening to it for the first time it i can't believe it the like horn that's like holding and then but um like and it goes up and then it fades away and it comes back and then it does the sweeping bridge at the near the end mm. it's crazy to me like crazy to me and i loved it like i i can't get enough of this song They're i love the very good the, craftsman like of the the yeah the structure of a song like yeah it's it's you entertain through it yeah like the Mm -hmm. instrumentals of it it's it's really holds your attention like the whole way through even if it starts like so like there's a song where they do like two guitars in both ears for like three minutes and it's just that and you're like this is still so beautiful like and it's compelling they do a great job mostly not lyrics like as i'm kind of scouting back through it while we're talking about it like it's it's two and a half minutes of just the instrumentalism but Mm -hmm. it this one had me like rapture enraptured I Which, love again, that. no male voice. Don't sing, men. Again, <laughs> the new rule. Men. Don't sing. <laughs> you don't like One. that song either? Like, you don't like the men. two and a half men interlude song men, where they men, do? Men, 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 men. No, like when they go like, men. <laughs> like they like transition to a new scene where Charlie Sheen's doing something else. Okay. Um, what is this from? What are you even talking about? Two and about? a half men. <laughs> like, have you seen two and a half men? Like, no. <laughs> like, 
the, the transition music is a choir, like a like a choir of men going, man. Andrew, you know what makes a joke really funny is like when you have to explain. It sounds the bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bad show for bad people. Like, yeah, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it, was a it sounds show. like you're a bad person, much like anyone who watches Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh no! Um, so, <laughs> um, I love the little string piano saxophone, like ascending end like that like that yes so good um it feels like it's so moving like the song feels like it's going somewhere and it's really it's i love when a song makes you like it feels like you know like when you're in music like learning about music and your teacher tells you to think about the structure of the song or think about what like classical music is trying to do and the song makes you feel like it feels like a modern day classical song. It's so yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it a lot. Like I would argue, like I would say that, like uh, the last song does that with the movements and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. Um, I yeah, like yeah, but then uh, you told me it was about Charlie X. Genuinely, I do think that I knew because I knew it was about Charlie X. X. It really threw me off. Threw me off my <laughs> game. So I'm sorry, guys. Damn, I shouldn't have said anything. It is kind of like like I don't like the you know how like Knives Out is like interesting because it's like takes place today and stuff like that like there's like a timeless quality to the instrumentation of this music but they keep inserting like very modern references of like literally uh-huh. like, yeah absolutely yeah yeah so it feels like that a little bit that's why um, like sufjan stevens feel like feels like he's like shakespearean level old to me yeah. whereas this man like has to exist now you know like sufjan <laughs> yeah. stevens i don't necessarily believe he knows what a cell phone is you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and- uh that's the okay so like my last bit about um halder and that's a big highlight for me i love that song um the idea of he compares her to a like a big theme in this album is like technology and long-term relationships and how that's actually not like a tangible thing like because when you hang up the phone you're by yourself technically Mm. um so like the idea of like he compares her to a ghost floating through the ceiling um which fits in the theme of like long distance relationships like he's she's literally like a voice in his head like um and then the idea of like he's digging a hole and she's going up the ceiling so they're like going in opposite directions and then he hopes that she can take pity on him and bury him <laughs> which is like a very morbid dark thing to say which is mm-hmm. like why he should leave this band why he should we why he should stop doing this and stuff like that i think it's great uh steph do you have a highlight song i do i um chaos space marine i really liked i actually was very charmed by the place where he inserted the blade um, I, I i wasn't expecting to like that song but the the more it progressed the more i was like this is sort of charming it, it feels it's kind of one of the only ones in like a little bit of a major key so it feels a little mm. more up um and then i kind of I, I i this sort of feel, i'm kind of with michael i mean we talked about i didn't really respond to the lyrics because i couldn't hear them and didn't want to um but 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 the sort of shape of the song feels like like you know you can hear the sort of background vocals coming in at the end and it has this feeling i wrote that it has this feeling of like a pub song almost like i have this image of like this guy who's like sad and he's sitting at his local pub by himself and then 
And then the rest of the, you know, and he starts talking to somebody and then like they all start singing and then the rest of the, you know, it's like you get drunk and you sing Piano Man with everybody. I don't know. There's something about mm-hmm. it that felt like it felt like because you can hear those background vocals, it's like, oh, this is this is like a group of people coming to like lift this guy up a little bit. And mm. like that was I sort of just found the whole thing very charming and it did have like a kind of a Beatlesy feel in a way. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was kind of that one I liked and I wasn't expecting to. Um, and it peaks in a weird place too. It kind of, it kind of bread song does the same thing where like the, like he, he sort of emotionally peaks like really early. And then you're like, well, what happens now? Right. Like where does the rest of the song go? And it, it, it that was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, the end. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, I, uh, uh, sorry. Um, I like, I like that it's a song about him trying to cook, but, and like him watching a YouTube video on how to cook, but he's, he's like still needs a partner to go like, how does this work? Like, how do you do the thing and stuff like that? And so he fantasizes about burning his house down, trying to cook so his partner can comfort him so he could feel held, but also offering the caveat. I won't take, this won't take very long either. Like I won't, Hey, I won't be, I won't be that much of a bother and stuff like that. It's like, you could just like, I think he's like, so desperate for any sort of comfort in his life and -hmm. it doesn't matter that he's surrounded by friends like making music it doesn't matter that he's going to be on the best of 22 2022 like end of lists and stuff like that and is in like a couple years this album will be regarded like the pet sounds of 2022 or whatever it doesn't matter he's like absolutely like lost and like scared and you know isolated and stuff like that so yeah it's crazy crazy yeah that's crazy bro it's like that's crazy this is like maybe one of my favorite songs of all time but it's very hard to like it's hard to talk about why per se Mm. that's okay yeah yeah i don't know it's just it starts also it just starts off so like you're scared of a world where you're needed i'm like oh fuck here we go like yeah (laughs) um yeah, and I just love how like like the cooking stuff, it's so like mundane. But there's and I feel like kind of like Phoebe Bridgers does this a lot too with like very mundane tasks that hold such a small like a bigger meaning behind them. And yeah. I feel like this album does that well too. And yeah, I just feel like this song is a great example of that. And mundane tasks like getting your resentment checked by the doctor your resentment <laughs> length yeah yes yeah it's growing uh, <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it i just love it i love the progression of it grand and beautiful and yeah the band has like such like great chemistry like together mm-hmm. like they are like us like the, the four <laughs> of us but like the idea of like um the instrumental, like I wrote this down, like I'm not like a music guy, like um, like instrumental guy, but like it, oh, I like Andrew on a podcast about music says I'm not a music guy. Music guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. It's bad. <laughs> I, I, I've been laughing since Claire said this is a music podcast. I should definitely be allowed to sing like that really got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like this is a F out of 10. But like um, the idea of like um, the instrumental, like. There's the mournful kind of, I don't know, I don't know if it is a flute, but it sounds like a flute. Like there's like mm-hmm. this mournful quality to it. And then, but there's also this forward marching quality. And then there's like these guitar plucks that feel like hesitant and stuff like that. They they feel like pulling back at the same time. So it it's, it's like 
and that's just like how you feel all the time. Kind of like, you know, you never feel like one emotion at one time. Like that's rare to like, be like, I am happy. You know, it's like, uh, like mm-hmm. that's weird. Like, man, I'm happy about this, but I'm like really bittersweet about this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, st- I still miss this person, but you know, I'm glad about this. So it's like, it's like, it, it's like really the, it, the various members of the band, um, create this complex emotion like these multi multi-layered emotions with their instrumentation and yeah it's awesome yeah i think the uh, pacing of the record too like works really well for me um i like the little break of uh what is it mark's theme mm-hmm. it's a nice little mm-hmm. soft moment yeah. and then goes into like one of the best like three song runs ever um so yeah i love the again the payoff of the atkins diet in the first song and then her saying that you know bread is no place for a like beds aren't a place for a bread crumbs and stuff like that (laughs) he says it better but like um but like the idea of like eating in bed is a signifier of depression that's what depressed people do Mm -hmm. and then she's like um, or moms on Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, I, that I'm changed, glad you like that. That changed right. the that changed the meaning of the song. It's about yeah. <laughs> it's I'm about, nothing like, if not insightful. <laughs> it's about your kids uh, making your mom her, their mom like breakfast yeah. in bed, and then going here's some dirty dishes you could wash <laughs> like and stuff like that. Here's a here's a vase on top oh, of that boy. for some this reason. Is, this <laughs> like, is me. This is um. Uh, <laughs> what if Phoebe Bridgers was a mom getting dirty dishes on Mother's Day again? Phoebe Bridgers as a mom getting dishes on Mother's Day. Okay, here we go. Hello, kids. Good morning. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I guess I'm just gonna clean these dishes up myself. Oh, is that a phone call? Oh, it's my doctor. One moment. Hello. Oh, I, it's too long. My resentment. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll try to <laughs> rein that back in. Thank you. That was Phoebe Bridgers as a mother getting breakfast in bed. <laughs> Is and that funny scene. at all? And see, we need to. Uh, have you listened to any of the newest comedy Bang Bang? No. Oh, there's Gil Ozeri comes on and does this like the world's busiest guy, uh, and he's always <laughs> getting he's always getting phone calls. He's <laughs> like the world's busiest guy. Is so funny. Well, he gets phone calls and you can hear it. It's like pre-recorded or something, but on the uh, other end of the line, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we gotta insert that one onto the phone call. <laughs> but also, like um, Sean, here's a the opportunity to insert your real thoughts on Michael's bit right there. Um in the in the, <laughs> right, in the edit. In the edit. Hey yeah. guys, editing Sean here. <laughs> I know that really sucked, funny. I know it? I deserved it. I do like that sucked. <laughs> so yeah, it's Ooh. like it's either like eating in bed is a signifier of like being a mother, like Phoebe Bridgers being a mother, like, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, or a depression. And then like the idea, just like, um, it's just, like, this is how low she is treating him, but also how lowly he thinks of himself. Um, you know, and like the idea of just like a long distance relationship, like that devastating feeling that because it's not a tangible, like a relationship's not a tangible thing you could grab. It's like, it's devastating to feel the connection fade while you're on the phone call because if you if that fades, you're left with nothing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and the way she's like speaking of him of like as a nuisance as something, you know. And this whole album is about him wanting 
her to comfort him on some level. And then, but he's turning around and he's looking at this Hollywood lifestyle and finding nothing there either. So it's like this, these two choices that aren't good. <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's It's very sad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Any other highlights <laughs> or low lights or just straight obsies or just lights? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the I mentioned it earlier, but just the like juxtaposition of snow globes as far as the drums underneath everything being so oh. chaotic. Um, yeah. It's like it, it really for me really created a very uneasy feeling, which is like I haven't felt that way about a song like in a while. Um of it like actually unsettling me to some degree. Mm-hmm. So that was another that song was another place where the vocal performance was like, I was like, if I didn't have to, if I didn't need my ears for work, I would probably stab a pencil through them right now. Like, <laughs> wow. wow. Brutal. Yeah, I said boy, it. Oh and I'll say it. This is why he left the band, by the way, because fucking assholes like me are like, I don't like the way this guy sings. And he's like, I don't need to fucking deal with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I like the idea of like the drum so like. Yeah, I, like I, I can see that, Stephanie. <laughs> I like the idea. On this episode of Steph Bullies Everyone. <laughs> I am the bully. Well, like, I, I am. Like <laughs> but doctor, I am Doc Pagley Bulliacci. <laughs> like, hmm. uh, <laughs> you didn't like that either? <laughs> Were you? No, no, never mind. Bulliacci or whatever. That That's a little cleaner. Um, but the I like the idea that the drum solo is going so crazy. Like, I think, like, uh, one of the members said, like, um, we wanted the drum solo to not really relate to much of what the other instruments mm-hmm. were doing. Um, he We reacted to the drum solo. He doesn't react to us. That's kind of the mm-hmm. idea. So it's, like, a metaphorically, like, we're playing in a band together. This guy's doing his own thing, and we're, like, concerned. We're trying to, like, accommodate the music to the drum and stuff like that. But it's, like, jeez, dude. Like, I feel like, <laughs> are you okay? And stuff like that. Um, and then, like, the two lines that really got me is, like, uh, we must let the clamps do what the clamp does best. And then, uh, like, Professor Sky, he said in his video, like, it's probably a reference to Futurama. <laughs> like, it's probably a reference to Futurama. The idea of, like, you know, like, the creature, the robot in Futurama, like, the clamps. Oh, the guy, clamps. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm clamps over here. Yeah. Does, do you need anything clamped and stuff like that? Like, and then, like, uh, the idea of that show where like the robots are like designed to do one thing and stuff like that. And like, thereby he's like designed to be a musician and stuff like that. And then the line about uh, something about like a snowball being shaken and stuff like that. I like the idea that like, there's an outside force controlling everything, but well, yeah. So Sorry to go back to your, uh, the Futurama comment. Yeah. It, it probably is. Cause on his, note that he did you read the note he wrote yeah 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 yeah. he makes he a reference at the like end drum yeah yeah he quotes professor farnsworth and so yeah good news everybody that. i'm leaving the band <laughs> <laughs> regardless of if it's a god or if it's my own human nature i feel chewed up spit out and exhausted i'm tired like and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's the i think that's the message of the song and i like that the last two songs are like it sounds like a viking funeral and stuff like that it's kind <laughs> of like, you know and stuff like that. Like we, yeah. we kind of know we're gearing towards the end and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, any other thoughts? Any other Shayopsies? 
they do a they do a really interesting thing on a couple of the songs where they so first of all having a saxophone in a band is like a wild is wild love it um and but but like they do a thing where sometimes like they'll they'll harmonize the saxophone and like the string which is really fascinating because it was it was just one of those things where they're so and especially because it's a viola like they're so close in sound that it just made me lean in a little bit and go okay is that the saxophone or is that which sounds like you know you Mm, know how do you confuse uh a woodwind and a string but it's just it's just they they pair them together so well that you kind of have to really listen for those layers and that was that was a really that was a fun thing to experience over and over again listening Mm -hmm. to this album sure yeah yeah Hmm. you probably like listen to this album like hundreds of times and pick up new pick up instrumental new. flourishes yeah. and stuff like For that. For sure. Yeah. I love it that. It's like, scary. yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just adding to it. No, I, I, I love that. It's like, the, it's just like, so textured and stuff like that. The, the different instruments, like the piano and the, the saxophone and like the strings, like have such different textures to it. That feels like it this this feels like a full meal basically so yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah don't eat it in bed yeah <laughs> and don't you get your crumbs in it um <laughs> yeah sean i'm glad we listened to this album though um i would literally never have approached this if it yeah. weren't for you bringing it to me so yeah no i'm always I... glad to expand my horizons yeah well yeah. thank you both for being open to, or all of you for being open to it and uh <laughs> Wow, exclu- sub subtweet. <laughs> like <laughs> subtweet. I was excluding you, Andrew. What? Because um, <laughs> you were already op- like open to it. So I'm I was talking oh. to Michael and Stephanie. <laughs> okay, for, okay. Thank you for being open to it. Um but also too, I want to give a shout out to Always, the band Always, their new album Blue Rev was like, God, it's good. So listen to that too. That was the other album we almost did for this. But mm. not a stray observation. So yeah. I have no other stray observations. Yeah, I have no stray observations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of 10. A fun metric at the end. Um, top 10 of 2022, like a really late addition to that list, but mm-hmm. it's so good. It's like, it's this is like the type of stuff I really like the lyrical content, the layered instrumentals, like this melancholy and joy and hope, like leaking through. And like, uh, lyrically, it's this like really um interesting and dense and layered uh swan song for isaac um but and uh yeah I, i'm very grateful that sean uh because i i will say like you give me a lot you gave me a lot of credit but I, I this is not the type of thing i would like actively seek out either like mm. um unless like someone i respected like recommended it and stuff like that so sure yeah. i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 uh crumbs in bed so yeah <laughs> i'll go next then um <laughs> with, uh yeah it's hard to summarize again i'll feel like i'll probably wish i said something afterwards but uh i think it's like a masterpiece um i think every song is great i think it flows well i think the highs hit when they need to hit um i it's lush it's beautiful it's a beautiful like capturing of a moment in time that like we'll never get again to some degree um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think it's a great look into like dependency depression um but also moving on and kind of finding yourself again 
And yeah, I'm bummed I'm never going to really get to see them live or, I mean, knock on wood, but yeah, I think this is a 10 out of 10 for sure. I will give it 10 summers in France with our genius daughter out of 10. Wee wee. Baguette. Baguette. Hey, don't do don't say that. Oh, you can say it because you're gay. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was that was good, Andrew. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus that's what French people Christ. say. That's not okay. Oh my god, we're going to prison. <laughs> baguette over there. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, Anyways, can I have a cigarette? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I would never say such a disgusting <laughs> word for cigarette. Um, I. Like this album, Sean. I'm not going to listen to it again, uh, except for Haldern, which I will keep in rotation because I actually really thought that was so beautiful. Um, I get why people like this. I get why it's good. I think this is like, to me, like what Lana Del Rey does to you, where all this type of music (laughs) kind of like sounds exactly the same. And it's like Mm. uh, more of this, you know, (laughs) and I think I get a little bit of like more of this syndrome with this, but Haldern really shocked me because of that um and it because it brings me out of my cynicism i think i'll give this um uh eight cacophonous uh soundscapes out of ten <laughs> Ooh. I like um that. yeah sorry yeah oh no go ahead uh i forgot what i was gonna say so you- <laughs> also sorry can you guys hear the music in the background at all mm-hmm Okay, good. Our neighbors party are rockets in the house tonight. <laughs> oh, we can't hear it. Like... LMFAO moved in above me. I'm sorry. <laughs> LMFAO, and they're like they 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 said sorry for party party rocking. <laughs> sorry for like, party they, rocking. They apologize to you for. I left oh a sorry so for yeah. party rocking. Yeah, but we're gonna do it anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's um, like a joke there, right? LMFAO. Is like, there it's a joke like LMA <laughs> Oh, I don't know. okay. They, yeah, they, you know what we should there. do. They should star in a cop movie together. Like, you know like yeah. <laughs> as part of our greatest hits, we should we should count down our best slash worst jokes of the year, and that can go on it <laughs> right next to um upright piano brigade. Oh, I new love t-shirt, not like it new that t-shirt. One. <laughs> like, you know. um, that was, that I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be a little bit of a of a bummer. Because I'm kind of with Michael. I, I, I'm i glad that I like like I would never have reached for this on my own. I probably would never even have found it on my own. Um, and I think I think if I were or or if I came across it like just randomly, I probably would have turned it off really quickly. Like it because wow. because it sounds mm-hmm. so similar, just because it sounds so similar in a lot of ways to bands. I'm not a big, you know, a big fan sure. of. Um, but because we were talking about it and because I, I, I hate to say had to listen to it, but because it was not just like a random occurrence, <laughs> I got to experience like some of the really cool inter- instrumental things and stuff like that, which I think set it apart from those other things. But, um, yeah, yeah I, it's probably not an album. I mean, it, I think it was cool, but it is probably not an album I'm going to reach for anytime soon. Um, so for me, it's like a, let's say seven out of 10 basketball shoes. Yeah. I will say if you like the instrumental, but you want a better vocal, Ar- like if you listen to Arcade Fire, their first album, Funeral, is like I hate Arcade Fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't fuck with like current Arcade Fire. Um, yeah, first two albums, 
very good though. I, I kind of just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 90 years old and like basically (laughs) the music that I listen to is like retro pop and like musical theater pretty exclusively. So, (laughs) and, uh, and, and, and and white guys with guitars, very hard sell for me on a genre. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think also Steph and I's music tastes are not alike, but both of us see a white man with a guitar. We both are. There's there's a slight, there's like an inner, there's definitely in the Venn diagram of our music taste, there's an intersection somewhere. What we dislike is really overlapping. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I like everything. I I, I like, (laughs) I'm, I'm like, um, okay. So yeah, those were the thoughts on like Black Country New Road. Um, those are those are great. Good job, guys. Good job, me. Good job, Steph. Good job, good job Michael. And good job, Sean, in fact. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is great. Um, this is very sad. Like I this is like feels like the, this is the end of the show, and you could kind of go with the I could kind of go, you can uh, follow me at blah, 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 blah. What do you like to listen to? Okay, bye. You know, but I'm like, this is like a little, like, this is like a little, like, uh, man, like, this is the last time we'll do it like this. You know, we you don't we'll, want it to end. Yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll, like, still, like, see each other and stuff like that. And, like, we'll, like, we, you'll be on episodes and you know, maybe you'll help out every so often and stuff. But yeah, we still got to do fucking Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, by the way. We oh, still sure. have to do it. And yeah. Sean should come back for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah. course will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sean, do you have any like closing, uh, you know, just like closing thoughts to the audience, to us, or to anything you want to leave before? Also, you could like edit something if you want to like. Hey guys, <laughs> editing Sean here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> i really i don't yeah. i i did not come prepared um okay. uh bye <laughs> <laughs> all right well i got to like uh you can wait, plus, sh- plus. yeah you can yeah, follow yeah. the show at <laughs> you can follow the show at ibmt ltt on instagram oh. tiktok uh, uh. no 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 <laughs> sorry this was like uh i always felt kind of bad because my brother plays in a band and he, I never have like brought, I don't think I've ever really brought him up on the podcast. Cause you hate him. <laughs> like, he's <a> no. Bad guy. <laughs> um, but he plays in a band called squint. If you're really into like hardcore melodic, hardcore, um, check them out. They have yeah. two EPs out. They both slap. I don't even really like hardcore that much, but these albums sound awesome. Um, check them out. They're doing pretty well. They just got played on the BBC recently, which was cool. Ooh, that um, is cool. Yeah, so if you like hardcore, check them out. Squint. Because yeah. you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like a legend. Or the rent. Or the Yeah. And, uh, oh, like, uh, while we're plugging things, like, uh, check out, I, I was on one of my favorite YouTube channels I, like, constantly name drop. Like, I was on Professor Sky's yeah. uh, record reviews. I covered uh, TM by Brockhampton, and it was such a great time and he's like what am i like just like genuinely like change the way i review music and like understand music and stuff like that nice. like it's very he's uh, great yeah emotional and like uh lovely and like he's so wholesome and uh we'll have him back so uh yeah uh you can follow us at ibmt ltt on instagram and twitter you could follow i'm gonna do it really slow you can follow um great. sean sean wilkinson uh diabetic twink on instagram you can follow Michael at Lemon Taco on Instagram. 
and Twitter. You can follow Stephanie at Steph M Senior on Instagram. And you can follow me at Andre A. Lee. On- <laughs> Are we legally his- mandated to record for all two hours set aside for this? <laughs> <laughs> we got we already paid for the studio. There's time. like ad time. <laughs> we already paid for the studio time. Um and uh yeah, you follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter and t- yeah, Instagram and yeah, just Instagram. Who cares? Uh so Sean, this is the final time you'll ever do it before we uh uh run you over with my car. Uh what's <laughs> like what's your what song would you like to play us out with? Uh, how about how about the uh the old Vanga bus? We like to party by the Vanga boys. Yeah. All right. Uh oh, Sean, would you like to do the honors of closing this out and saying "click" at the end? No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Are we ready? Yeah. Oh, it's so bittersweet. Click. <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to say like, "Have a good, have a good day." Oh, it's too much. <laughs> Fucked it up, Sean. Okay, I already I'll do clicked. Yeah. This is so bittersweet. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Have a good day, and we'll like edit <laughs> quick again. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That was so. Bad.